so just to go back to the book, um, this was the beginning of revolutionary acupuncture. And the way I see it, this is my thesis, there have been really three revolutionary acupuncture movements in the United States. Uh, two of them, in that, so that one, well, I'll say two of them in the 1970s to early 1980s, and then one that is taking place today, primarily with the People's Organization of Community Acupuncture, or POCA. And so, of course, this is a different time, a different era, and they do it in a different way, but it is equally a, a radically different way of seeing and using acupuncture. And I sort of tie all of these movements together. And that's what the book is about. Well, in 1970, this was, in the United States anyway, there weren't any other schools where people could learn acupuncture at that time. There, I think there was a school in Canada, but the, the BANA program and First World um, were some of the initial schools where people could learn acupuncture. And, you know, at this point in time, it, it seems hard to imagine that, you know, 50 some years ago, you couldn't necessarily learn acupuncture in this country. You had to go somewhere else. But, um, you know, certainly the folks at Lincoln and Banna started a tremendous trend and uh, have given us a legacy to continue. Yeah, and you've mentioned BANA, that's the Black Acupuncture Advisory Association of North America. And that was what, what I call the first revolutionary acupuncture movement. I, I call it revolutionary detox acupuncture because it began at Lincoln Hospital as a way to treat people with heroin addiction. And those people actually began their own acupuncture college, as you say, and they were allied with a father and son duo from Montreal, Oscar and Mario Wexu who were radical in their own way. And interestingly, so a lot of the, the community that was involved in Lincoln Hospital, it began with activism by the Young Lords in particular, and some other groups, uh, the Health Revolutionary Unity Movement, or HRUM, and a group called Think Lincoln. And these people were mostly Black and Latinx Americans, and taking care of their community, which had really some terrible problems with the conditions in the South Bronx and the conditions at Lincoln Hospital. But Oscar and Mario Wexu were white guys. They were uh, French Canadians of Romanian descent, and they had a real struggle with the medical doctors in Canada. So they were very sympathetic. Mm -hmm. Mario happened to be writing a book on ear acupuncture, so it all fit in quite nicely. But they were able to provide degrees to people there in New York. But at the time, as you probably know, there was no there was no path to licensure for those people to practice mm -hmm. acupuncture legally in New York. Now, a doctor could take a short course and become a professional acupuncturist with just a, a very brief course. And some of them did. Dr. Barbara Zeller, who was also very involved with this program, and she was a white and a medical doctor and, and very sympathetic to the cause of liberation, Black liberation, Puerto Rican uh, nationalism. And she helped out because they had to have a medical doctor sort of be the front for them. But she had taken this brief course and then she went on to study with the Wexus and was really proud to be granted a degree because she was the first medical doctor they'd given a degree to because mm. they didn't like medical doctors. Uh, you know, they were very suspicious of medical doctors. Uh, the Wexus <laughs> were. 
and and certainly vice versa because you know I mean I started studying acupuncture in the like 1977 here at the New England School of Acupuncture and you know our program was maybe a year long we had no books I just had a few hours of clinical practice because there were no clinics you know and it, at this point in time it's hard to imagine you know there there wasn't not only a path to licensure, but there wasn't even licensure. <laughs> so when I first graduated, we were called, I think, certified, and we had to work with a medical doctor who cleared everybody, all the patients for us to see. So things have uh, moved, <laughs> certainly. Yeah. And um, it's interesting because there was always this tension between professionalism and I'm, I'm not quite sure of the right, but I want to see populism, but professionalism and non-professionalism. And the way these people started the revolutionary acupuncture started using acupuncture. As you say, there were not acupuncture colleges for them. There, were, there weren't acupuncture clinics for them to go to. They heard about it because most of these people were already involved in revolutionary politics. There was a lot of left-wing activism going on at the time. This was the late 60s and the early 70s. And they were engaged in things like the view known as third world Marxism, 